We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Furhatch, joined as always by Sarah Kelleher, Dusty Evely. What is going on, guys? Happy uh, post-Memorial Day. Sarah's just getting back from the airport and still joining the podcast. So let's start with you, Sarah. How you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm tired, but I'm happy to be here. Um, obviously, I had to I had to come through um, for the weekly podcast, and yeah, it was nice to be somewhere else. I was visiting family in the Virginia Beach area, so it was just nice to have a change of scenery. Also, the weather was beautiful there. Um, walking off the plane and through the terminal um, outside into sticky, humid Orlando was not fun after enjoying <laughs> nice weather all weekend, but I'm excited to kind of talk about all of the, you know, nothing that's happening right now, but still um, have fun doing that with you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I mean, you know, and we'll... <laughs> preface that by saying uh you know as you're listening to this it's it's june 2nd which means the doors are finally open for uh, the packers to potentially trade rogers if it's going to shake that way so by the time you're listening to this maybe i'm just a bucket of nerves i, I don't know but for now man I'm, I'm i'm doing pretty good doing pretty good ready to i was gonna say talk about some football we don't have a whole lot of football to talk about but i'm ready to talk to you <laughs> lovely people so it's uh it's, it's going well yeah, we kind of forgot that that we uh, we jumped the gun because we we're like, oh, we're recording on June first. It's gonna be great, and it's the post June first mm-hmm. trade. So, 
post June first actually means June second. So uh, hats off to me for not realizing that uh, while I was teasing it in last week's episode. But yeah, I uh, I had a good good uh, Memorial Day weekend. Took the kids up to an indoor water park up in Sheboygan for a couple of days, and we all had a blast. And my my daughter was old enough to actually go on all the rides by herself. So. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We, I am now like exhausted. My my knees hurt. You know, all that all that fun stuff when you get to be the old dad in the uh, in the group. So, yeah, guys, there's there's not a lot going on. There's a there's a little bit of Twitter beef going on between reporters. Uh, we tried to pull said reporter into the podcast, but uh, <laughs> you know, Matt Matt Scheinman said he did not feel like. He, to, to go on Packaday Podcast to finish Florio off, even though I did use an outstanding uh, Mortal Kombat gif to say finish him, but Matt, you know, Schneidman wasn't wasn't jumping on that board. He said he's had enough for right now, but uh, he did agree that he will come on later this uh, this off season and, and talk with us about Packers football. So hopefully, while we have some real football going on, Matt will join us. But yeah, that that's been interesting. Dusty, you've been following it a little bit. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's peak Florio, right? It's peak Florio, and man, I mean, we are in. Like I said, we're we're sitting on on the precipice of of you know the day when things could potentially be done. But right now, man, we're we're dregs of the off season. There's been no movement. There's been no nothing, and so so getting you know a little little excitement, um, <laughs> little excitement, little beef uh, going on today has been uh, it's been interesting. Something to spice some stuff up, and and ultimately, you know. That Schneidman uh, came out as a very classy human being, as we know he is. So yeah, it's been a uh, it's a nice little uh, nice little diversion for the day for a bit. Yeah, just a little bit of fun and legit. Since there's nothing going on, I decided to come up with a little game for you guys because we really don't have anything. So I we asked for for questions, which we got a, a fair amount of. So we'll sort through a couple of those later. But just want to have a little fun and, and get your uh, your gut reaction. So this is a game that my wife loves to play, and I'm sure those of you listening who have a spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, anything and everything, they they all love playing this game. It's what would you do if? And every time that question gets asked to me, I roll my eyes and. But let's have a little fun so you guys can roll your eyes at me. So I've got five different scenarios. You tell me uh, what your reaction would be if this uh, if this happens. So here we go. We'll start with number one. The Green Bay Packers trade for Julio Jones. However, it puts them in cap hell for 2022 and beyond, and there's no guarantee of winning anything. How are you feeling about your Green Bay Packers in 2021? Dusty, let's start with you. I I don't know why I care about Cap Hell in 2022 when we've got Julio <laughs> Jones in 2021. That'd be my reaction. I mean, the, the offense is set up to win now. They've got all of these pieces. they got Devontae. they got a bunch of guys that fit really, really well. Julio Jones, incredible. Yeah, maybe it hurts him down the line. It probably will. Right now, I don't care because Julio Jones is wearing the green and gold, and that's all I would really care about. And I would say, if you if you ever watch How I Met Your Mother, you, you just sounded like Marshall. Like that's future Marshall's problem. <laughs> Let that guy worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely true. Absolutely okay. true. Sarah, what about you? I pretty much agree with Dusty. Um, and also, just like in the world, if that actually happened, or what if, if since that's the game that we're playing, 
who would be upset about that in the moment? Like you said, Dusty, I, I could see maybe a few years later you're like, oh, you know, that was a lot of money, and now that we have no money. But in in the moment, if I if I hop on Twitter and see that on my timeline, I'm going to be ecstatic. Also, you said there was no guarantee that the Packers would win a Super Bowl. That doesn't mean that they won't. So I'm going to take my chances there and be excited about that news. That is all very true. Uh, there, a lot of those questions, though, I feel like, if you're guaranteed one Super Bowl trade yeah. for Julio Jones, would you do it? So I kind of wanted to flip it around and say, well, if there's no guarantees, how would you feel about it? And you guys are allowed to think about the future because uh, if you, you do realize that if they do trade for Julio Jones, they restructure Aaron Rodgers and, and make that all work, like, it's not pretty. It is not pretty at all for the next several years. Yeah, but so, counterpoint Julio Jones, Steve. I'm aware. I'm aware. I would love it. I think it would be amazing. I'm just saying. Uh, 2022 would be like one of your favorite movies, Dusty. Like, just massacres. Like, just you know, <laughs> cuts left and right. Cuts well, left let's and right. Call, let's call Shannon Sharp, and maybe he can help us out with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scenario number two. What would you do if the Green Bay Packers trade Jordan Love in order to appease Aaron Rodgers? And after the 2021 season, Aaron Rodgers promptly retires from the Green Bay Packers. How would you be feeling? Uh, Sarah, we'll start on your level. I think I'd be a little annoyed, uh, especially after everything that has gone on um, the last couple of months. If they trade Jordan Love and then Aaron Rodgers plays another year and then he's just like, all right, cool, thanks. I'm out. I would kind of be like, what was the point? What was the point of all of that saga that just continued and the weird, like, likes on Twitter and just dropping little hints here and there? So I I think I I would be annoyed. I would be annoyed by that, and hopefully that does not happen because it would be bad. The thing about this one that was not true of the Julio Jones thing is I could actually see this happening. So, like, I'm trying to think through some of it. Like, you know, some of it depends on what they would get for Jordan Love. Uh, can they recoup that first? Is that a possibility? Like, kind of what happens there. But, yeah, I mean, I'd be annoyed and unhappy. It, uh, obviously, some of that also centers on what happens this year. Do the Packers win a Super Bowl? And then Rodgers rides off in the sunset. And then the Packers are, you know kind of not looking pretty at the quarterback position for a couple of years, well, you, 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 I would deal with that. That's fine. But, yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of annoying. All the drama, trade the guy you thought was going to be the future, and then you get one more year. Nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm done. That'd be, I'd be annoyed, but if they win the Super Bowl, I'd be, I'd be fine, perfectly fine. Okay. Scenario three. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers continue to play hardball with each other, and the Packers call Aaron's bluff. They say, okay, you retire. So Aaron Rodgers retires, and we find out as Packers fans that Jordan Love sucks. <laughs> Dusty, how you feeling? Not great, Bob. <laughs> Not great. I don't know if you can understand, but I was going dark on some of these ones. Yeah, no, I mean, the, listen, then there's a possibility then, too, like Rodgers sits back and laughs and never was, like, actually going to retire. Then he's like, well, I'll come back if you meet my demands. Like, we will fire everyone for you to come back in that <laughs> scenario. So I would guess at that point they do everything in their power to bring him back. But, yeah, it wouldn't be great because that's the whole thing. It hinges on we hope Jordan Love is good and he's got the traits. Uh, and if suddenly we know for a fact he's not good, we don't have to worry about it anymore. We don't have to be like, well, I wonder if these traits, if we've seen they don't. No, that's that's bad. That's 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 a panic. I don't like this question, Steve. <laughs> Sarah. 
I don't like this question either. Um, so I'm going to keep my answer short and sweet so we can move on and not talk about this anymore. Um, this is what keeps me awake at night. This is what I think about <laughs> all the time because eventually that's going to happen, right? Like even if Aaron Rodgers stays and he's back with the Packers the next couple of years, eventually probably if everything goes as planned, Jordan Love will take over. And I just, if he sucks, like I will be personally hurt because I've also just defended him on Twitter with my friends, with people I know, and it would just come back and bite us all in the ass and bite the Packers in the ass, and I don't want to deal with that. I can't do that. So, no, we're not even going to put those vibes in the universe. Dusty, I need you to cut this out of the podcast done right and now. Done not- and Steve has been canned. All right. <laughs> uh, you guys aren't going to like this one either. So. Uh, <laughs> next up, number four, if Mike Florio called you and asked you for a comment on his latest article about Aaron Rodgers, what would that comment be? Who wants to start? I both both of you seem very confused by this. So what? <laughs> I would. Yeah, I just, what is your? Is, is, he's calling for a Packers fans comment about the current Rogers situation. What would your comment be? I uh, definitely work. Yeah, we'll start with you because Sarah seems very perplexed. I was going to tell him to kick rocks. Just say, <laughs> hey, buddy. That's a very real option. To do that. <laughs> I was just going to respond like if he DM'd me, I would just respond the gif of Judge Judy where she's like banging on the table and she's like, time's up, time's up. That's what I would respond with because I just want some answers. That's all I want. And I wouldn't want to say, I wouldn't want to give Florio a quote in the case that he would somehow twist my words, but I'll just send the gif instead. All right. Uh, So last one, this will be fun. If you grew, uh, what would you do if you grew up a Detroit Lions fan? That's a very real possibility for me. <laughs> very real possibility for me, uh, being from that area, and all my major sports teams are Detroit sports teams. Um, I would, I mean, I've known, we've talked about different fan bases here before. You know, specifically, I know Lions and, or, I'm sorry, Bears and Vikings. Lions fans, if you talk to Lions fans, Lions fans, for the most part, like, it's very, like, they're just rightfully so kind of sad and beaten down. Like, and even when things go good, they have a good season every now and then. It's still like, oh, this isn't going to last. It's like a kind of like a – it almost feels kind of freeing because, like, they like their team and they support their team, but, like, they don't – they're not, not invested because they're just like, they're going to break my heart. Like, this isn't going to last. Any good thing in this life does not last. So if I was a Lions fan, I would just be like uh, – just be kind of kind of a little bit sad a lot. But also, like, self-aware enough to know that it ultimately doesn't matter that much, I think. I wish we weren't recording so late because my boss is a Lions fan and he grew up (laughs) in the area. And I would just text him and ask him for that answer. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But I think I already know what it would be because he tells me all the time I'm a Lions fan, so I've never known happiness in my whole life. Um, that's what he says. So um, I'm just going to go – I mean, Dusty kind of hit, hit the nail on the head, like, just based on what my boss says. Like, he's, like, very self-aware. Like, yeah, we stink, and we might be good every now and then, and we might have a good draft, but somehow we'll always stink. So it is what it is. If cool things happen, then I'm, I'm about it. But if not, like, I'm not going to let it hurt me. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a Detroit Lions fan, like, freak out and have, like, a like just – a fit on Twitter the way that Packers fans do. Like, I've never seen that because I think Lions fans are just like, it is what it is. This is it. This is me. And tomorrow is a new day. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Probably why the Packers fans have entitled uh, entitled town as part of their you know the joke to be made fun of. So mm-hmm. yeah, all right. Let's do uh, what. What do you guys think? Was that was that fun? Was that stupid? Yes, no. Good. Bring, bring it back. It. Yeah. Okay. All right, we can pr- bring that back once in a while. That's, that's good. Every once in a while, I have a good idea. That's fun. Uh, and in that breath, we we're going to start with questions, and the first one is from Keith. So this is uh, this is different. It's he wants to know. Let's spice things up. Who is the best pack a day podcast host contributor, and who is the worst? I fully expect uh, the worst to be in good fun, as you all do great work with the podcast. So thank you, Keith, very much. But uh, Sarah, who's your number one, and who's your number? Uh, I guess two, if it were. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That was so bad. Like, you <laughs> I don't know. This is a good question. I mean, are we, if we're talking individuals, there's a lot of great people. I think, you know, Andy is obviously the bomb. And then there's just so many people that make this podcast team awesome. If we're talking teams, I mean, come on. You're listening to the <laughs> best team right mm-hmm. now. I, I don't really... 
I wouldn't really say there's a bad one. Like, I, I have fun listening to everyone. Do you guys have someone that you're like, no, that person stinks, like they said, or what? Yeah, I mean, the the best is, the best, Sarah, you know, the best is us. The worst is, it's it's everyone else. All right? I mean, if some some no fear logic for you here. If you're not first, you're last, right, Steve? <laughs> here, here's uh, a good answer. I believe- the, the best team is is our team, obviously. I mean, that's a given. The worst is is anyone – they don't have to be on the same team. Now we're breaking it down to individuals. Anyone <laughs> who told us that the most stuff Oreo was good and argued with us. Yeah, no, that was, that was either yeah. Kyle Fellows or Andrew Murtig. I don't remember which one that was. I don't want to say anything bad about Andrew because he only stayed his place, so I'm going to say it's probably <laughs> Kyle. We're just going to throw that all on Kyle, even though I do think it was Andrew. Listen, I have nothing this, – this is strictly – this ranking is for me is strictly because of food taste, not because of podcasting. So if you if you like the most stuff Oreo, you're getting the boot to the bottom. I'm sorry. <laughs> the boot to the bottom. The boot to the bottom. Uh, yeah, I think um, – I mean, Dusty, uh, to answer your question about no fear shirts, I think the best one I ever saw was uh, at my cousin's wedding where it said, here's a straw so you can suck it. At your cousin's wedding? At like my cousin's wedding. No, that was at the reception. <laughs> okay. uh, that, that was his fancy shirt that he wore that day because uh, I believe it had sleeves to it. So okay. that's why. Okay, that's what you knew. <laughs> but that was the no fear shirt, and I I was dying. Okay. Uh, so that would be my answer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as far as the best goes, I mean, clearly – I mean, we're, you're all listening to number one A here, so I have to I have to wrangle these two jamokes every single week, and it's always a good time doing that. And as far as the worst, I, I mean, we all know Jacob Westendorf sucks, so yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's I know we're all trying to be nice about it, but we'll I'll just say the obvious thing. So mm-hmm. I'll say the obvious thing, and then we'll see if Jacob actually listens to our podcast, which uh, I'm going to say he isn't, so uh, he won't even know. I think so. he does. I think he does. You guys are going to be surprised. We love we love we love Jake. Sir, seriously, be more of a kiss ass, Sarah. It's cool. <laughs> I think he does. I Are know you, he does. Jacob is literally one of the consistent people that comments like whether we're asking for questions on our, or on our Twitter comments. He does. He does. Do yeah, Twitter and comments. he knows what's happening, so he's listening. Okay, we'll okay. see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I do love Jacob. He's awesome, and he's done amazing things with Game On Wisconsin, but. Mm-hmm. You know, he's also done some stupid stuff and stupid comments with me on Twitter. So, yeah, we we like to go back and forth. That's fun. It's fun. Uh, okay, we got Robin wants to know, is continuity one of the best strengths of this team next season? The NFL is a league of constant replacement, and so to have so many players back must help with installs and chemistry, et cetera. Sarah, what do you think? Strength or weakness for the Packers? Yeah, so if Aaron Rodgers is back, strength, for sure. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is not, then I think this question can kind of go out the window because obviously everything changes and a lot, you know, yes, the offense is the same, but um, the leader of your offense is completely different. Um, and with that, you know, you'll have to experiment, see what works for Jordan Love, Blake Bortles, whoever it is and whoever is there. Um, but, yeah, I absolutely think it's a strength if Aaron Rodgers is there. So many key pieces of the offense are back um, this season, and they're really even 
yes, there are some rookies to add to the mix, but I think, you know, the rookies that they brought in on offense will only complement the things that they were already doing, um, and it will really allow them to excel even more. So, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is back, absolutely. This is probably one of, if not the biggest strengths for the Packers next season. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get a little nervous anytime a team, you know, has a not great loss and then runs it back almost entirely. Uh, just because there's, there's kind of a, there can be kind of a mood that kind of carries over. There can be kind of the, the just an overriding thought that, that goes over, like that, that kind of is almost defeatist as the season goes on. But I don't know. You can't you can't really you can't really make decisions based on that. You don't really know. But we saw from Lafleur's first year to second year the jump a lot of guys made. Not just Rodgers, but also you know guys like Robert Tunyon who had a great year this past year, and even Aaron Jones. Like once he got to know the system, and so I think and and Lafleur has even said this a little bit as well in terms of this third year. Like, listen, at a point now they did the install first year. That was some of that was a mixed stuff. They kind of really got into his offense, the basics last year. You're building on that. And so obviously, you know, if you're building on what you did that second year, you're building off those core concepts, it makes sense to have guys there that know those concepts inside and out, and those counters then work a lot better. And, he, and the floor's talked about that. And, I mean, that that's a huge thing. It Again, it does make me a little nervous kind of running a, everyone back. But when you're looking at a system that that a clear jump from year one to year two as everyone kind of got into it, yeah, continuity is a, kind of a huge deal, uh, you know, across the NFL. But as we've seen in the system specifically, um, that, that's that's a very big deal. But as Sarah said, if Rogers isn't there, that's a that's a pretty big piece of continuity that's missing. That's kind of running the whole show there. So, hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start. Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. Matt Pickett wants to know if you get to decide how the quarterback situation in Green Bay would go over for the next five years, what would it be? And for the food question, where is ketchup best used and worst used commonly? So uh, I think, Sarah, let's start with you. Yeah, so first part of the question, um, I absolutely think, in my mind, the best case scenario would be to extend Rodgers without paying him an ungodly amount of money that's going to absolutely destroy the cap in the future. I don't think, you know, he he needs to necessarily be, like, the highest paid or this or that. I think, you know, he deserves, obviously, to receive a lot of money and maybe more than he was. Um, but I really hope they can come to an agreement that doesn't, that is mutually beneficial and that, you know, both sides benefit from. Um, I think, th- was there a worst case in that, or did they just ask for best case, Steve? Just d- decide um, how you want it to go. Yeah, yeah how you so, want it to go for the next five years. 
So, so that's kind of what I'd like to see happen. I'd like to see Rodgers, you know, try to play that out, or you know, in that th- in that third or fourth year, if things start to decline a little bit, then you know, Jordan Love's there, can really train him up, and he'll be ready to go. Um, so I'd love to see that. And and then as far as the food question, I think the best place for ketchup is on fries or with fries. It's a classic, and the worst is steak. If you put ketchup <laughs> on your steak. I, I I would say let's talk, but I don't want to because that's, <laughs> that's questionable. The the five years for the quarterback makes you nervous for Rodgers. I I mean I, I I want him to stay around as long as as you know he's effective. Clearly, five years is a long time, dude, and five years is especially a long time if you're what is he thirty seven? I guess you know part of this is is me projecting a little bit. I think just because um, I'm. I'm 40, and I hurt my back the other day taking off a shirt. Now, I am not a world-class athlete by interest of the imagination, but, like, like you can't expect – not every quarterback is going to play until they're 43. Like, this it's, this is a rarity, man. It's it's real rare to play well into your 40s. It's rare to play well into your late 30s. And I know the, the rules to protect quarterbacks, they, they make that a little longer. I know with Rodgers – he does so much pre-snap and does so much with with his brain that allows him to kind of get to some of those easier reads, especially as we saw this past year. But at some point, the physical, you start to break down, and that can go real, real quick. And so for five years, man, that makes me nervous. If it's three years, I'm taking Rodgers. If it's five years, honestly, man, I might just say, let's trade him for a haul of picks. And uh, and, and if Jordan loves if we believe, and now if we truly believe Jordan Love is it, we trade Rodgers for a haul of picks, and we build around Love. If we don't think Love is it, we still trade Rodgers for a haul of picks, punt on this year, or do whatever we can in this year. Maybe maybe you think Bortles is a better option for win now. And then you hope one of those picks you got, they have a terrible year, and you've got a chance to get your quarterback of the future there. But five years, just five years, with if they're giving him a bunch of guaranteed money over that time, that has the potential to absolutely cripple the franchise for the next 10 years. And I, I would prefer to stay away from that if at all possible. So that's, that's kind of my, if I, if I have to, for the next five years, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm trading for picks and, uh, and building around love or someone else. If you don't think loves it, um, catch up best use. Yeah. I go French fries. Cause that's, it's boring, but also delicious. Like they're just, just fries and ketchup is delicious and worse used. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to do eggs because, I don't know, like it's bad on steak, but eggs, like people use it on eggs and it's gross, man. I'll put some Tabasco on there or some hot sauce. Got some of like the Chipotle Tabasco has been a recent favorite. You put some of that on there. That's amazing. But ketchup? No, you may. No. No, you keep that. Ketchup's ketchup's for afternoon. Ketchup's not for the morning. It depends, though. If it's like a tiny bit. No, it doesn't, Sarah, is my point. If it's a tiny bit. Nope. Nope. What about an omelet? Then use hot sauce. No, Sarah, use hot sauce. You don't no ketchup on eggs. No. I don't care how the eggs are. I don't care how you no. prepare the eggs. That's no true. ketchup on eggs. You always use hot sauce instead because that's the better option. I Science has proven that's eggs, the better like option. If they're plain, but I'm ta- if there's like a breakfast casserole, like no. egg casserole, hot sauce. Ketchup is good. Hot sauce, no. Sarah. It's no. always hot sauce. Hot sauce no. is the answer. No, yeah. no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. When when you become an adult and stop needing ketchup <laughs> on your eggs, come yeah. back and talk to there us. There it is. Yeah. There's always one dig, and there uh-huh. there it was. So. Yep, exactly. Well, when you need like, I need ketchup on my eggs. That's like something I would need to give to my three year old. Be like, here, if you want to eat your eggs, here I'll put some I, ketchup. You I'm can not dip like it in ketchup. Eggs. I'm saying it depends on the situation. 
What are you eating? Plain eggs? What do you mean? Just like eggs? eggs? Like, like if you just make scrambled them, eggs in the morning. Yeah, put some put some pepper in there. Throw a little ham in there or something. What do you mean? Just just like plain eggs. Even a then, ch- I'm using cheese. hot sauce. I'm not using cheese. ketchup. Yeah. No, it's hot sauce, sir. That's the answer. Yeah, wow. you never use egg. You never use eggs and uh, scrambled eggs and ketchup, dude. No. No, no, no. Oh no, I don't do that. I don't do that. Okay. Uh, okay, for me, I would say I'm leaning more on the dusty side of things for five years. I'm. I feel like Rogers is is. The demands are too much. It's it's gonna hurt the the team, and that's kind of the way that I felt um, by the end of the Brett Favre saga. Of I'm a Packers fan. I'm not a Brett Favre fan. I'm a Packers fan. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. Like I love Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong, but I don't love him more than the team. So in order to figure out what's best for the team, it's at this point if he needs to guarantee everything for five years straight, like no, that's. That, that's not going to be the case. Like everybody looked at Peyton Manning, like, oh, that's a great signing for Denver, and it was for what, like two years? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, his arm fell off, and you saw it. He didn't win that last Super Bowl. That defense won that last Super Bowl. He couldn't throw it over forty yards. So Tom Brady is the exception, as the Patriots were the exception to this, like the standard of the NFL. And like you said, Dusty, I just don't, I can't see him lasting five more years strong and committing that for the Packers. So I would rather take that haul of draft picks and a couple of maybe young players, if they can get Patrick Sertain, if they can get Jerry Judy and two or three first-rounders, dude, done, done, mm-hmm. done, done. So, uh, And then as far as ketchup, yeah, I think I'm, I'm right with you guys. I think on a ketchup and, and right on a hot dog, that's that's uh, just a classic for me. And then, yeah, just avoid putting it on eggs and we'll be good. Mm-hmm. So... Scottish Packers fan, um, for this question, is the defensive line the new inside linebacker in that I think fans would like to would like them to prioritize it more than they have, uh, kind of compared to the offensive line, for example. So, Dusty, what do you think? Is this something that uh, the, the, the Packers fans now want defensive line help as opposed to inside linebacker help? Listen, man, I mean, I've been – very vocal about how I don't really care about inside linebackers that much, how blah, blah, blah. I don't want to rehash that whole thing. But, like, you have to prioritize one of those two things. My my thing has always been you need, like, unless it's a generational prospect inside linebacker, you need the defensive line because you need that defensive line to get a give free runs to the inside linebackers. So, I mean, I believe, that you, and I think this is true of the offense, uh, offensive side as well, you build in the trenches, man. Like, if you have a bad offensive line, we saw that in the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter what everything else is around you. Eventually, man, you can get wrecked and it's real hard to win. It's the same thing on the defensive side, man. If you don't have a good defensive line, if you don't have, a, like, just some, like, a defense, I don't even think, like, I was going to say stout. It doesn't have to be stout. If you don't have a good defensive line, you're not going to do very well because you're not stopping the run, you're not generating a pass rush, your inside linebacker, even if you have a very good inside linebacker, they're not getting free rushes. The, the cornerbacks have to hold their coverage later. I mean, I, I am very much of the mind that, I mean, you, you have to have either good defensive line or inside linebacker, and of that equation, defensive line is way more important than inside linebacker. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if in, if defensive line is a new inside linebacker, but I, I, they, I think it is something they need to prioritize. And I think they've, I mean, and for all we know, I mean, they had they do have picks there. You know, Montrevious Adams didn't work out, but Kenny Clark's obviously a monster. We don't know you know, potentially what Kingsley Kiki is going to do. He's shown some flashes. Then you've got guys that they can move around between Preston Smith, Zedarius Smith, Rashawn Gary. So, I mean, they do have pieces up there. It's not like it's something they've totally ignored. Um, 
but I I don't know I, I I think they've I think they've poured more into defensive line inside linebacker. I mean that's that's you could that's an absolute fact. Um, but I think maybe the types of bodies. I think maybe that comes down to for me anyway. I think some of that comes down to scheme. We still don't know. We you know we're we're talking about what we think Barry will do. We still don't know specifically what Barry will do. So I think some of that is in people's minds. What do they need on the defensive line versus what do the Packers have on the defensive line? I think that's that's maybe the bigger question. I don't know. I didn't really answer the question, but maybe maybe <laughs> the fans feel differently about it. I guess the end. Um, uh, food I forgot to I forgot to ask you the food and drink question. So, uh, what is the tastiest thing that you had this weekend? Uh, he was in Austin for the first time and ate and drank his body weight in brisket and bourbon. So, what was the best thing you had this weekend? I didn't really do too much, man. Uh, my wife was working all day on Monday. And so I stayed home with the kids. So we had like a little cookout with the, with uh, some family on Sunday. We just we did you know, burgers and uh, burgers and beer, man. I had a really good hamburger. I had a brat, and I had a uh, a local um, lime lager from uh, from my favorite local brewery. That was tremendous. I'm drinking some Bell Mead bourbon right now, and that's amazing too. So I don't know. Over the weekend, say bur- burgers and beer, man, because it's it's the weekend and it was delicious. Because America, America, that's right. <laughs> What was the first half of that question? Yes, again? sorry, Sarah, I went on for a long time. <laughs> uh, so, is it is the defensive line the new inside linebacker right. group? So, um, I think it's too soon to determine that. Um, I think this year will be very key in playing and seeing how that plays out. Um, I don't think they're there yet. I don't think we're like begging for for help and. I don't think Steve's going to get really worked up on the podcast about it, but a year from now, if things aren't pretty um, this season, then yeah, they could be the new inside linebacker group. So that's kind of my feelings there. As far as what I had this weekend, um, as I mentioned earlier, I was visiting family. My uncle is an awesome cook, so he made a ton of stuff, uh, homemade ribs, uh, stuffed peppers, so really good. We ordered takeout, too, from Mexican place, from Mediterranean place, so yeah, it's super good all around, but I have to say the rib, homemade ribs for Memorial Day were probably my favorite. Uh, I think my answer is pretty simple. Is Pete, what the F are you talking about? How are you dare trying to take inside linebackers away from me and tell me that defensive <laughs> line is the biggest gap? No, no, they always throw at least one pick at the defensive line, then def- and the linebackers get like a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick and most likely an undrafted free agent. So, no, I am not moved on to the defensive line just yet, especially when you have Kenny Clark there. You have a, a top-tier guy, and you've got Zadarius, like, you know, things that can be moved around, pieces that can be moved around, like Dusty was saying. So, no, it has not gotten to that level as the person who has been beating the inside linebacker drum for years. So it is definitely not a, not even on my radar at this point. And then as far as uh, best thing that I had, uh, I was at a water park for two days, so there wasn't a lot of amazing food. <laughs> it was, you know, all the mediocre stuff that you you kind of expect. But I uh, let's see, what did I have? What would be the best one? I had some Buffalo Trace that I brought up with me, so I had the bourbon one night, and that was about it. And then went to bed, and then nah, food, man. Oh, I'll take it back. We did have they had one of those like giant pretzels that are becoming, you know bigger now like that you know it's the size of like a sheet tray mm-hmm. uh and i had one of those with some nacho cheese sauce and that was actually pretty good so that was that was uh probably the best thing that i had this weekend don wants to know if you could be a player for a game and not get hurt 
who would you each most likely be? So we all kind of took this a different way, uh, but Dusty, we'll start with you. Where did you take this one? Yeah, so we kind of talked about it. My initial thing was, uh, like, if it was me in my current physical state, who would I most likely be? Uh, and that's it's Blake Bortles. Uh, but if it's I can inhabit someone else's body for a game and just do whatever they could do, um, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes, man, because he can move a little. He's very smart, and he can just sling the ball. Just, just, I would just, I wouldn't even care about, like, hitting receivers. Like, I'm going to see if I can throw this thing 150 yards. I would just drop back and just throw that sucker as hard as I possibly could just to see what that felt like. (laughs) You see Dusty, like, in the middle of the huddle, be like, all right, guys, check this out. I'm going to throw it out of the stadium. (laughs) No one run a route because I'm not doing anything. I'm going to see how high I can throw this. (laughs) All I see is, like, everyone, like, Dusty does that, and then it just, like, it goes silent. Like, the officials don't know what to do. Everyone in the crowd is and like, I'm just And I'm just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Point, just pointing where it was. Did you see that? High-fiving everyone in the first row around the stadium, just making the rounds. <laughs> like, Dusty, that's fourth and goal, dude. What are we doing? Fourth and goal, like, came on the line, and Dusty's, like, players are, like, picking Dusty up and, like, carrying him around the field. Like, they just won the game. Like, See, now, now you see my dream. Now you see it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, well, I, I stuck with the Packers on this question, and I know this wasn't part of the question, but I was just like, who would I want to be on the Packers? And I, I'm thinking, like, complete opposite of me. So someone who's not short and who's super tall and could easily make a Lambo leap if they score. Um, and that's Mercedes Lewis. I think that's who I would be just because he's so massive and that would be like a perspective shift for me. Like just being the biggest person out there and being like so much taller and stronger than everyone else. And yeah, that's who I'd go with. And it would be awesome because I'd, I'd actually be able to do that for one day in my life. <laughs> I like it. I, I decided to go... Um... A little opposite of Dusty, but uh, quarterback wise, I think Lamar Jackson. That would just be out. That would just be so much fun because he does so many things that I, if I even attempted to do so, I would like tear an ACL or pull a, you know, dislocate a kneecap just by trying to do the things that he did. So being able to do what he does in a game would be really, really cool. Sean Franken, who are your favorite obscure Packers of all time? For instance, I forgot that guy was a Packer, or it's uh, just a guy with a memorable name, such as Taco Wallace. Uh, Sarah, did you come up with one? Yeah, and just because I want Aaron Rodgers to love me, I think I'd be Jake Kumaro. Um, Just so so Aaron Rodgers likes me, and really that. This was a fun question. I liked when we were talking about this before we started recording what your guys' answers were. So I want to give you the, the floor. Yeah, I had I had two immediately spring to mind. One is Tim Couch, um, and that's because I'm, uh, you know, I went to UK. Tim Couch is a legend here. Seems like a seems like a genuinely good dude. Uh, he came, uh, if you forgot, like he came, I think he was here for like basically two games, two preseason games. The Browns essentially, like he showed up for training camp. The Browns did not tell him that he wasn't there anymore, and they they like disabled his key card. Like he could not get into practice, and they and he couldn't rehab his shoulder, and he was just kind of screwed. So he was with Green Bay for about two games, and like you know between uh, between just his legend status at UK, he's working for Hal Mummy, big Air Raid guy. Uh, I actually saw a Tim Couch jersey at that store. They were selling them around here, like when he signed with the Packers, and I'm still kicking myself I didn't buy it because I, I love Tim Couch. So Tim Couch is one, and my my very obscure one is a guy named. 
named Willie Quinney. Willie Quinney was a CFL guy. He signed for, I believe, one game. Uh, it was a Bengals game, I think, back in 04. He was practice squad. I think he's released shortly thereafter. Fun fact, actually overlapped that game with Taco Wallace. I think they were both at the game, but they didn't dress. Willie Quinney was, me and my younger brother used to play Madden, but we didn't like playing Madden Madden, and they used to have like the NFL Europe teams. So we would do those, but you could only throw. We didn't, we didn't do any running. And I had Willie Quinney on one of my teams, and dude went like, I don't know, 700 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns or something. It was just a bonkers game we played. Uh, and so I just, just loved Willie Quinney, and he signed with the Packers for uh, for roughly one game, I think. So that's my very obscure one, is is legend in my own heart, Willie Quinney. <laughs> very good. I had uh, Jeff Query, uh, obscure white wide receiver, which Packers fans always love, and he had a rock and a <laughs> mullet. I believe it was number 85 in your hearts and in your uh, – on your rosters, so he, I just remember, you know, he was just kind of a wild card, and uh, for whatever reason, just still to this day, random Packers fan, that's a ra- random Packers player, that's who I always think of. And then the other one is Sam Congato, because I remember I was in college, and I was going to a game, and I had an Amon Green jersey, and Amon Green was gone, and I turned my Sam Congato, or my Amon Green jersey into a Sam Congato jersey, Using duct tape, so I made it a number thirty-five. I took, I left the G, and I made a an ADO over uh, the R E E N, and yeah, it was, it was really good. I got a lot of compliments on it from Packers fans, so uh, they know a quality uh, tape job when they see one. <laughs> well, oh, we got a couple more questions, Dusty. I don't know who this one is from. Um, the the one that went to your DM. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. This is from uh, Joseph Quincy. Okay, Joseph Quincy, which I did. I like this question a lot. If you woke up with amnesia and had no knowledge of NFL players or cities, what team would you root for solely based on uniform colors and logos? So, Dusty, let's start with you. What would uh, what would be your jam if uh, if you had no clue what the NFL was? Yeah, I kicked around a couple of these, but the ultimate answer was pretty easy. It's it's the Raiders, man. Um, that was my uh, my second team growing up. My dad like my dad loved that team, uh, and I mean just man that they haven't changed that much. But the the, the silver and black. Just such a classic look, such a cool look, and those silver helmets with the black stripe, and yet the, the the pirate logo and everything, like just everything about those uniforms, that look, I just I've always absolutely loved. Uh, so yeah, for me it'd be uh, if I just looked and was looking through, like oh okay, that that team was cool. I'm gonna cheer for them. So I think it'd be the Raiders for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I love their uniforms, especially what they've been rolling out the last couple of seasons. And you know if if I like did wake up and I had no idea what was going on, one of the first things I'd probably do was go online and, like, look at team social media. And they also have a really phenomenal social media team that's very interesting. So I think I would, like, see that and be like, oh, they have cool uniforms, cool colors, cool name. And then I'd also see that they're very fun online and be like, okay, yeah, I can get behind that. So I'd go with the Chargers. Yeah, their powder blues are are really awesome. I Mm -hmm. love those ones. I would go with the Atlanta Falcons. I love my. I mean, my high school colors were red, uh, red, white, and black. So it kind of always hits home with me. But I mean, I feel like ever since Mike Vick was there and they redid the logo and uh, did all that stuff, like they, they've always put out some just awesome jerseys, helmets, and the color scheme all together. I always like. So that would be my go-to for that. And then uh, we got one more, which Sarah presented to the group, and it is General Mills hires you. And you have to decide which one to eliminate from Chex Mix. 
which is the first to go? And we have mini breadstick, ride chip, square pretzel, corn checks, wheat checks, and circle pretzel. And, uh, yeah, shockingly, Dusty and I ended up on the same page on this mm-hmm. one, and it wasn't really close. So, Dusty, I'll have you give that answer for us. Ride chip, man. You're really ride chip. Just get – and I think some of this goes back to – I mean, we didn't really have – Traditional Chex Mix, um, oddly enough, I don't think the first time Chex Mix has come up on this show. We didn't have traditional Chex Mix as a kid. My, my mom would make it for us, and we never had the ride chip. So part of it is I I didn't really get used to the taste. But listen, man, like all those things, for the most part, outside the wheat Chex, which, you know, whatever, they all have like the fairly similar consistency. And then ride chip is just, it's a slice of brick. It's just a slice of brick, and I don't I don't love the taste in there at all. Along with the consistency, so yeah, no. I looked at that and I was like, "There's, there's a handful of things I could cut out. I could see myself cutting out the bread, the the breadstick or the wheat check or whatever." But yeah, it's 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 the rye chip, and then everything else is okay. What else can I cut now that I'm here? But the rye chip was absolutely number one with a bullet. And Steve, yeah, we were both in no. the same mind. No clue no. there. It's not even close. Yeah, the rye yeah. chip is literally like my favorite. Gross. Well, that, you like ketchup on your eggs, so. That, <laughs> no, the you have the taste of a toddler, so no, don't, don't even no, worry about it. You don't even need to answer the question, so let's just move on. Let's move on. No, I will get my, my words in. The wheat checks is horrible. It doesn't taste like anything. So that's why I'm like, get it out. It doesn't taste like anything. It has no taste. But the ride chip tastes bad, so you're you wrong. Get rid of that you're first. wrong. <laughs> the ride chip is like biting a like a hard piece of cardboard. Yeah, yeah. That's how so. I feel about the wheat one, the wheat chip. No, I mean, listen, the wheat, the wheat, the wheat, wheat one, is crunchy. No. The wheat one's my number two, so I, I'm I'm there with you. It's just the rye one is very far out in front no. in terms of what I want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I, I as I said in the text, where it said. Uh, or in the tweet we with the DMs we said, and I was like, yeah, it's not even close. And Dusty agreed, and we both thought the world was ending at that mm-hmm. point. So, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, that'll uh, that ends up all the questions we got uh, from you guys. Thank you very much as always for those questions. Uh, follow us for sure on on Twitter at Dusty Evely at Sarah Kelleher for at C Perich and at Packaday Podcast. And if you can do a five star review, we would always love those. And feel free to tell us when you do because. Uh, who knows? There might be like you know a little gift card coming your way. All that kind of, oh, I don't know. Well, we'll make sure Andy sends something your way. He's got a whole slew of stuff in the pack of a uh, vault over there, so mm-hmm. um, we'll make that happen. But uh, thank you again for listening as always. But let's uh, let's finish this thing out with some closing thoughts. So Dusty, what do you got for me? Yeah, I got a piece hitting today over on Cheesehead TV. Uh, again, kind of going back into the. Um some older plays and some stuff. This one, I didn't quite dive as deep into the history because just because there's not as much out there, but I went back to the 01 wildcard game, which is uh, one of my favorite endings to a Packers game in recent memory. That's the uh, Garcia trying to hit uh, Owens down the sideline and Mike McKenzie tipping the ball into the waiting arms of Tyrone Williams deep. Uh, That was, it ended up turning the tide. The Packers were up, I think three with about six minutes left. They went down, scored a touchdown and the game was pretty much over. But, uh, and then, and then they didn't have a game after that. Um, there was no divisional game that year. Favre did not throw six interceptions against the Rams. That didn't happen. The season ended with a tipped interception. So that was, again, one of my favorite endings. So it was fun kind of revisiting that, trying to find as many angles as I could and, and taking that little walk down memory lane. Uh, it was just kind of awesome. So I've got that hitting today over on Cheesehead. And uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Just, uh, I don't know, be nice to each other, I guess. That's the end. Just be nice to each other. 
Yeah, and I, I don't have any other final thoughts except go read Dusty's article because I'm sure it's going to be awesome like it is yeah. every week. So. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty good here. I mean, we're all happy to be back. It'll be fascinating to see if anything transpires uh, with Julio Jones, with Aaron Rodgers, with everybody else in the following week. And hopefully we'll have some, some real content uh, to talk about coming up here. Um, you know, obviously this all, all this will go, will start when, when Aaron Rodgers reports or doesn't report to actual, uh, uh, training camp stuff. Um, what is that? It's like a week, right? Is the first one he's supposed to report to? Is that right? I didn't look at the dates, but that sounds right. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was June eighth that he had to be at uh, at a, at an event for the Packers. So it'll be interesting if you start um, if he if he shows for that. I mean, we'll actually have something to talk about. So hopefully that'll be fun. But thank you guys for listening. As always, we will catch you next week. And as always, go pack, go. class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.